Welcome everyone. This is not for normies. Um, I don't know if we're calling this episode ten or we're calling this something entirely different. But I would not- say, I would say this is uh, not for normies. Gamecast. We're gonna call it a game. A gamecast. Game okay, gamecast episode yeah. one. I am uh, one of your hosts, Christian Diaz, and with me I have my good friend Javier. Javier Callejas. What's, What's going on? And today we're gonna be talking about uh, Lisa. Uh, this came about. Because, I don't know, it was a new release on the Switch, and I saw it. Years ago, it, it, this game is old. It came out 2014, December 15th of 2014. Almost a decade old now. And I had originally played it on Steam when it first released, but it didn't really grab me. Um, I bought it kind of on a whim, and I fell in love with it. I finished the game in like a week. I played one of its prequels now. I am totally invested in the story. I plan to play it again. And I just want to share how much I love this game and how much it's affected me and the experience that it's brought me. And I just want to share it with you guys. So we'll start by watching the the launch trailer together. I just pressed play. Um, just watching the launch trailer just to get a good feel of what this game is about. Um, and this definitely looks like a computer game. Like, you know, that, that well, this game initially came up on Steam, I assume. Yeah, uh, like it definitely looks like a PC game. Just looking at it. Yeah, like I believe it was an early access game on Steam. Yeah, and it just like let me see. Yeah, so Serenity Forge was the publisher that helped bring it, like bring its definitive edition to consoles, I believe. But before mm-hmm. that, it was just on PC. Um, by company made, I think I think their name is Dingling Productions. Pretty funny, um, but it just goes and tells like it's a very funny story and a very dark story. Oh, I do want to preface this episode with that this this will have very mature content. There are very suggestive suggestive themes, very strong adult themes in this story. Um, mm. There are a lot of bad things that happen to characters. And a lot of dark moments, but there can also be like a lot of funny moments and a lot of like lightheartedness. Yeah. That kind of make it very unique to what it is. It's. It seems pretty. How do I put this? Like it just seems kind of. Like it seems so strange. Like it. I don't know. Like, the moment. You told me that this game kind of grabbed you in a way that no other game has. It, like, blew my mind. I was like, what in God's creation is going on screen right now? What in the world is going on? Yeah. Like, it seems so intense. Like, it <laughs> seems intense, but, like, the uh, the combat seems a lot, like, super, super different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Very, and, very different. It's very inspired and, by very, like, early RPGs like Earthbound. Um, mm-hmm. it's very much like you don't really see the main cast of characters in front of you. You kind of just see little portraits of them. And then like they do their attacks in front of you and you're mainly only seeing the ma- the main enemy that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very classic in that interpretation, but it, it can be very in-depth too. Um, in the background right now, I'm just going to have playing a playthrough from Kabaya Boyan uh, that he mm-hmm. did. I'm just having it as like no commentary background footage. 
Like yeah. this is kind of where the game begins. It kind of begins in this field, and you wake up like with just bottles around you, and like you just had a bender. That's and like fun. you 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 fun. come across this guy in a tree who like literally can't get down from the tree because a dog is like barking at him and he's scared. So this is like the first moment of like comedy that we have. Like we have to save this guy from a a dog that's barking up a tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like the the dog bites you and like you fight the you fight the dog and then we get introduced to like the combat system of this game which is like well at least Brad's Brad the main character his combat works based off these like almost fighting game button inputs like you use this is like old school Final Fantasy honestly it's it's yeah but you use very old school button inputs to like be able to do your combos and stuff like that like on mm-hmm. screen you're gonna see wasd because they're playing on pc but on yeah. controller it would just be like abxy or x zero triangle square you know for different combo inputs and yeah. uh you know a big thing about this game that i don't know if you noticed from the trailer is that we you start to develop a huge cast of party members like i think there's over like i think like 30 party members like it starts to feel like you're getting all these party members out of nowhere, but it, it's for very good reason. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> that is, if you're if if they all survive to the end game. Yeah, yeah. The game but, is called Lisa the Painful. It is a it is a painful experience. I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it per se a hard game, um, because like there are moments of it that yeah you can die, come across a boss fight, or something like that. But it's just more of a, a painful experience. It's actually funny right here. Hold on. I came across a part where the, the, the player who was playing just kind of fell off a cliff. And that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm saying about in this game. Like there's moments where like you go from one screen to the another and then you just accidentally fall off a cliff. Because you walk too far. You know what I mean? And it's like stuff like random stuff will like oh look, it's right here. At uh in seventeen minutes in he walks uh-huh. to the right off the screen, like like sixteen fifty five. He walks right off the screen, and then he just immediately falls down. And that's just what I mean. It can just be very forget unforgiving, where you just walk to the next screen and then accidentally fall off the mountain, and it's game over. It's not even like you you respawn. It's game over. Back to your last save. You know. No shot. Yeah. So what? so it's very unforgiving. Like if you fall off the map, it's like it's game over. You know, you die. It's game over. It's not. It's not restart the battle. It's restart from the last save. So it's very. Yeah. It's very classic RPG in that sense. Um, it doesn't hold your hand. It's a lot of just. Uh, how I like to explain this game, is like it's it's really like you're playing like a roller coaster almost almost, and the things are happening to you, the player. Like, yeah. in a traditional RPG, you can. You can predict so much almost. You know, and I feel like in this game, it's very hard to predict, like, what's going to happen next. Even in fights, like, characters will do moves to you that you've never seen before. Or, like, there's even monsters that can permanently kill you. There, there are moves that instantly kill your characters. And it can put you in a position where you're just, like, just, like, flabbergasted. Like, oh, my God, did I really just lose a party member? And, like... You almost feel inclined to just, like, load your save file again and, like, save scum just because you don't want to lose a party member, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, 
uh, you know, I'm actually curious to know, like, what, like, apart from, like, the, the random moments where, like, you're kind of put in a position where your party members die, what kind of other, like, uh, aspects were really challenging uh, for you? What, like, what, were the levels difficult? Were the people, were the uh, NPCs very difficult? Were the situations that you were thrown into very difficult to uh, overcome? I say, um... There's definitely difficulty in certain moments with bosses. I feel like the first hard thing that if I try and find like a footage of the area, like the first thing the game kind of throws at you is that you need a bicycle because you start to realize that you're walking very slow. And like as you start to traverse, like you need a you need to like pick up speed. And I think I don't know if it's within this playthrough or not. It, it's not even within this playthrough. It's in the next one that you come across an area where you find the bicycle hidden behind like a big ass enemy like and i don't know if you've seen them in any of the footage so far but they're called these joy mutants and it's these people well i'm watching gameplay right now of the the characters fighting one but it's like they're fighting this joy mutant and whenever they fight one of these joy mutants it's like a person that's all deformed and their body's bloated and their like arms and legs are like in different directions. These are usually the enemies that can permit kill you as well. Like these are these are enemies that these are NPCs, like real people in the world that have become yeah, yeah. addicted to the world's drug called joy and it's like kind of overtaken them and they become mm. malformed by it or like they come affected by it or some or something. And it's, yeah. a it's a piece of the world building to the story as well, like fighting these monsters. But it is very hard because these yeah. enemies do perm can permakill you if they use like a specific attack onto you. But they're also just very scary. They're like creepy to look at and they do these attacks that like make you immobile. They literally make your character scared or they'll make your character start crying. Yeah. That's another thing that I want to mention that's very cool about the combat in this game is the status effects like there are so many status effects in this game let me see if i can did actually, they, actually do find they do they i was gonna ask you if they if they affect you even after combat some do like okay so i have a list right in front of me i'll try okay. to I'm, a, I'm gonna send it to you right now okay i'll, I'll check it out right now So I just okay. sent it to you. Status oh. effects. Yeah, so these status effects, this like KO'd, which is just like you die. Poison, deep poison, blind, silence, confusion, sleep. Those are all very standard. And then we have like scared, wary. There's like rage, iron body, cover. There's taunt. <laughs> the taunt one looks very funny. Counterattack, burning, crying, paralysis, weird, bleed, hungover, drunk, stink. Withdrawal, joyed. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, what in the world is withdrawal? Yeah, so like, withdrawal it, is literally, literally what it sounds like. It is drug withdrawal. The main character in this game is addicted to a drug called joy. And it's very much part of the story of the game. And it's a lot of the world building of the game. But it also deals with mechanically the gameplay. Because your main character randomly can get withdrawal. And it lasts 20 to 30 turns. 
20 to 30 turns in battle. Dude, this is nuts. This is nuts. And when you have know. withdrawal, you have minus 90% attack, minus 50 defense. Minus, like, all your stats are lowered. Like, all everything the, sucks. The whole thing. Holy crap. And then when you're Not joyed, the- when you're joyed, when you take the drug, you have hit rate plus 80%, critical rate plus 100%, defense plus 200 and then like, and that lasts for six to ten turns, which so every but, but, everything in the game is telling you take the drug, like yeah, like take the drug. It's a huge buff. Do it, you know. But it's just but like it's you, almost you, like a moral compass. Like, do you wanna take the drug? Yeah. You did know? you end up? Did you ever have a run where you ended up not taking it at all? On my single playthrough that I did, I never took the drug. I did get no it. I never, really? I never took the drug what? except for the one time. Oh. There's there's one or two events where it's force fed on you. The drug is force fed oh. on you as part of like a, a story moment, you know. And yeah. um, in that moment when the drug is force fed to you, it's it, it's purely part of the story, but it doesn't affect how certain things can change. Uh, when mm. you do the run joyless with taking taking no drugs, there are specific lines of dialogues that change throughout scenes. I've I've seen all the changes on YouTube, all the little differences it's like slight dialogue changes between characters how some characters see you or interact with you and then at the ending you kind of get a little like easter egg but it's very minor honestly i would say if you're playing this game for the first time and you want it to be a less painful experience just take Mm. the drug like take the drug (laughs) and don't deal with the withdrawal because it's like the benefit like you the feel you feel a little bit you feel a little bit better about yourself because yeah you're not taking yeah. the drug in the game, <laughs> but like honestly you have so much of an easier time if you just did take the drug you know. There's another status here that's called empowered. Is that when you take it so often that it that you like that empowered. you just you, empowered? Oh, I Look don't at the even very know. bottom. Look at the very bottom. It, it says empowered. I, I guess I guess that's if you take it as you've already taken it before. Like if you double dose. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's kind of that's kind of what it seems like. I wonder if you get like yeah. double withdrawal. I wonder if I like, you can have like a double status effect on that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nuts. Um, I also noticed that there's a difference between being KO'd and also being dead. That's oh, yeah. one thing. Dead, dead is dead, dead. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's it says it says forever true. deletes the party member once they get it. Yeah. Dude, that's kind of nuts. No, it's I, super I nuts. A, I have such a problem with, with having my. <laughs> my party members die off on me like it's the idea nuts. of permadeath makes me so nervous especially if you you grown attached to them do you grow attachment to i have actually, i i, I, I grew attached I, I, to my main party my main party yeah. that i was into i did grow attached to uh let me try and find in the part one footage at least one of the sacrifices you had mentioned to me you had asked me like what are some of the hard parts of this game and yeah. definitely okay so in the part one gameplay that i sent you go 20 yeah. 25 minutes in okay so 25 minutes in you're, ch- you're you come across your childhood bully and your childhood bully finds you and he's like oh i found your yellow shirted friend the guy that you saved from the tree right it's still mm. it's still kind of the beginning of the game but you've already accumulated a few levels and some items and then at this okay. point in the game he's kind of jumping you and he's saying choose white choose wisely what will you give us terry's life or all of your belongings. So the guy we saved in the beginning of the game, take his life or give us all the items you have so far. Now, this is a pretty oh. small sacrifice for the time because this is again only 25 minutes into the game. So like, yeah, you could just say like, yeah, take all my stuff. 
right? Because like yeah. I only I only have like a few healing items and maybe like a revival item here and there, and that's it. Yeah. But this is the first sacrifice. You know, I'm not gonna say how many there are, but throughout the game, you do come across a lot more sacrifices. Okay. Um, yeah. They get more difficult as you go on. They get more drastic too, and they appear in moments where you don't think them to appear. Again, this is like I'm saying. This game intrigued me so much because it was so out of the ordinary for RPGs, in my opinion, in terms of design. Mm. Where it, there was never a moment where you felt safe as a player. Like you felt yeah. like, oh, I'm okay right here. Like nothing's gonna happen to me here. Like there's very few mm. moments of that of that in the series. Like usually you're just worried to go to the next screen. I, I, like you're worried to go to the next screen and get jumped. You're worried to go to the next screen and there's like a campfire you can't sleep at because if you sleep at it, something bad can happen there. You know, um, everything is very situational. Anything so can happen. So I, I, well, obviously it, it definitely got you kind of uh, spooked, kind of like restless in the sense that like you, you don't know what, what's going to come up next. Um, but you also, you know, I, I also uh, remember you talking about having some, some funny moments, lighthearted moments. Um, are there any other, like, emotional like emotional things that kind of, like, grabbed you uh, throughout the game? Like, other things that kind of, you know, apart from, like, feeling, like, help, like, you know, that sense of helplessness. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's called, uh, you know, the, the, game, the, the title of the game speaks for itself. Yeah. But I'm sure that there are other moments... I mean, even just walking through the uh, the the game, the the world itself seems super like like desolate helpless, and like, helpless, seems, yeah. yeah, desolate, helpless. Like, this is really intense. Yeah. Right now, I'm playing music from the game. I'm playing one of the game's main sound like soundtracks. It's the one I sent you called "Summer Love," and this is mm-hmm. this is a very tranquil piece. And this kind of goes into like what I want to talk about, like the juxta okay. the, the juxtaposition of how this game presents itself to you because it presents itself to you in a very like dark manner it starts off very dark with you taking care of this like the last living girl on earth you find the last baby who's the last girl on earth and you're in this post-apocalyptic world with only men and it seems very sweet as you like raise this little girl and like show her things and she draws makeup on you and your friends faces but you're this main character overcome with like trauma and grief and he's addicted to drugs and alcohol you know that's kind of how the game begins you waking up in your own drunken drugged up stupor you know in the middle of nowhere um the game has very very touching moments you know this game is a very i mean this song is a very nice song as well that adds to those moments another one is the other one i sent you called salvation I'm playing that one as well. This is a very like lighthearted theme that plays a lot too in certain sections of the game, mm-hmm. and also some funny sections of the game. I'm not gonna lie, but like that's that a, another <laughs> another emotion that's brought about this game is that it's very funny. Like yeah. in, in terms of extreme grief and extreme like morbidity, like just so fucked up, it can uh-huh. be very funny. Like, yeah, but I think that that that's really important, especially with these types of games that make you feel kind of helpless. It's like if there's no comedic relief, that it it it, it makes it seem so dragged down. Like it makes you like 
it doesn't want you i assume that the developers really do like they want you to feel like that helplessness but they also want there to be light-hearted moments to give the the player kind of like a a bit of life as they're traversing through the world because like if 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 only you you feel that emotion i think it kind of would like weigh you down a bit as you're playing it and some do it on purpose like some 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 games do that on purpose like for example um i don't know like any type of like horror kind of game would make you feel uh, undertale kind of does it very similarly as well that like yeah. um a lot of people compare this game to undertale as well I can where, see that. Where, I feel like it has a little bit more detail, mm -hmm. at least in terms of like the way that the world is built. I think it has a little bit more detail. Um, I feel like uh, both of them have their, their particular aesthetic. Uh, I find this game to be a little bit more like Undertale. The visuals give me more of a handheld experience as opposed to this game, which makes me feel like this game was meant or a PC game, you know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. how to explain it. Like it just—it's very it, fun to play on console, though. It's it's very easy to play handheld. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I was so I entranced it, like, by it, honestly, man. I bet. I bet. But going like, in, it, it, going in with the like the emotions I felt throughout this game, I always felt like almost flabbergasted, like mm -hmm. almost like wow, I can't believe this is happening right now. And the next screen, yeah. oh my god, is this really happening right now? Next screen, whoa, what's happening right now? Like it, every. Every other every other 20 30 minutes a situation is happening to me where I'm like taken aback taken a su by surprise and that's what made me want to keep playing it cuz it was just so like intriguing so many yeah. things I'll I'll let's play uh this video actually I have the summer love song still playing in the back but it's a good song though no it is it is it is well, nice. it's a, it's a, I was just listening to it in my headphones so I was like damn man that really does sound good yeah hey, and it's let me ask yeah, you go. Oh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask you a question. Uh, like what, like, of all the moments that you kind of play throughout this game, because I know that there's like tons of things that go on in this game that are kind of like nuts. What are like some stand, like what are like, give me three standout moments for you that really shook you or like really grabbed you that like stand in your mind, like as you like as you go throughout your like, because you know me and you, like for people I don't know, we work together, but like. Like when we're when we're when we're working together, you you just stop for a moment. And you're like, dang, that shit, that 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 shit really happened. Wow. That's so like, so perfect. Nuts. One of the videos I sent you, it's the, it's this let's play by Goron Fifty, and it's this section of the game. Um, I think he does commentate over this, so let's leave the audio off. But okay. uh, I have it at four forty, the video at four forty, mm -hmm. and so this is. I'm gonna start it now at four forty. And so this okay, is gameplay of this island that you come across called Dismal Island. It's a secret area of the game. You don't need to come here for the story. But the you find this giant rope coming from the top of this cliff. I don't know if you see it. It's like this black rope. Yeah, I see it. I see it. You, yeah, yeah, I you, see it. And so the character's walking around, saves his game. He tries to like, uh, he, like that's the boat. He shows like the boat that he got to get there on the island. And then he starts climbing up the rope. And so, like I said, this is an area of the game that you don't have to go to, but there are benefits to coming here. You do, you do kind of get like a really cool weapon. So when oh, like, when like it, watching him go up the rope, yeah. So what he the, okay, well that's not a rope. <laughs> yeah, so he gets to the top of the rope, and it's a guy's mustache, right? He you literally just climb the guy's mustache. 
Um, there's a guy just laying at the top. You climbed it all the way to the top, and now there's this guy in this cabin. He's like, oh, Jonathan, where have you gone, my sweet boy? You know, he looks at you. Um, he's just confused. He's like, oh, a bald head, flabby body, deep darkness in your soul. You're perfect. You know, uh, you say, okay, come with me, you weirdo. And he's like, be a sweet boy and jump off this cliff. You jump off the cliff, you take 500 damage, right? You climb all the way back up. And this is like what I was telling you earlier. It's kind of like things just happen in the game around you. You know what I mean? It's just like an experience. You go back in the cabin. He's like, what do you want? Oh, you're that stupid guy that jumped off the cliff. Now he gives you a nice dress. You slip into the dress and now you're wearing this like weird dress. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, go show Conrad. Go show the guy outside. He's like, go tell him your name is Sexy Boy. So you go to the guy outside. And you go tell the guy, oh, my name is Sexy Boy. So you literally type in Sexy Boy into this the... This is a real thing? This is what I'm what talking is This is what I'm talking about, man. The game, oh, the game is just so is out this? there. And so, so you type in your name Sexy Boy to this guy. Oh, they don't show it, but the guy just makes a grunt. Because we're not playing the audio. But when you say your name <laughs> is Sexy Boy, he just goes, and you move away from him. And that's it. <laughs> So you go back and yeah, you go back to the cabin, and now he's like, "Oh, would you like a drink? I broke open a can of spray paint and mixed it with some glue, a suitable drink for a young lady like yourself." It says you drink it and you feel horrible and weird. Now look what happens to you when you go outside. What in the? You go outside and you're flipping out. You run at like three times the speed. Actually tripping. You're literally tripping. You see Conrad, the guy with the mustache, on the other end of the bridge, and he's like this huge faceless monster now. Dude, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. What in the heck is this? He's like, I believe in you, buddy. Be yourself. Don't give up. (laughs) What in the world? You know, it's so weird, right? And so, you go back to the hut, and like this is just one of the moments, like when I was playing that I'm just like, what is happening? You know, he's like, oh, it's not the same. You're just not my sweet boy. You're not Jonathan, right? Because he's like, oh, Jonathan, where's my boy at? Right? So now you fight him. He, he wasn't happy with your performance of wearing the dress, taking the drug. I mean, taking the drink from him. So now you're fighting him. Now he's a boss. So I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... literally like... I'm floored. I'm actually floored. I'm going to fast forward to the but, end of the fight. Go to the end of the fight, right? And at the end of the fight, he dies, and you can change your name back to Brad, right? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure you're there too. You change. Dang, this is a long fight. Yeah, yeah. You change your name back to Brad. At the end of the fight, you can you can change out of the dress, right? And then you decide, okay, that was it. And whenever he decides to actually leave the cabin, he's going through his like inventory now. Point is, yeah, he's no, he's going through an existential crisis. So he leaves the cabin. Watch, bro. So he leaves the cabin and he finds a guy in like a nurse outfit in the outside. And when you select the enemy to fight, I don't know if he's gonna show it. When you actually, when you, when you, when you, his name is Jonathan. His name is Jonathan. So this is the guy that he was like, "Oh, Jonathan, my sweet boy, where are you?" And we killed him. We killed the father or whatever, and now Jonathan showed up. He's this crazy fucking mess. His eyes are red. His mouth looks like it's sewn shut. And by the way, this guy, he permadeaths you. This guy permadeaths no. two of my fucking characters, 
and I so safe safe scummed. I had to. I could I couldn't let him kill two of my characters off. So I had to load my previous oh, save boy. file, go through that whole thing again. But yeah, he he has a move called Fatal Chomp that can just instantly kill your party member. So holy crap. So this, I love that I showed you this part of the game because this was one of the parts of the game that I was playing. That when I played it, I was like, "What is happening right now?" It was like funny and weird all at the same time, and then it got creepy and scary at the end because Jonathan shows up, and I don't know if you can hear. I'm gonna turn on the audio for a bit. Well, he's talking in the back. I bet when you're when you're per- when uh, when some of your characters died, you had like one of those like moments of like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is really happening." I turned off the game. <laughs> the first oh, time it happened, I, 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 I turned off the game. I got so I, I, upset. I, 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 was, <laughs> I, was, I got so upset. I'm like, I'm not letting this happen to me. And I turned off the game. No, dude. No, dude. I had to step away. Look, look. He died. He permadeathed one of his guys. No way. One, oh, he did. No. One of his guys just got permadeathed. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't even touched his controller. In a yeah, yeah. He, he's he's flabbergasted. He just, he's just like, yo, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, there's so, you know, it's funny. I it's like, wait, these are the types of games where, like, you can tell even without, even without, um, audio when they're having a moment of, like, oh my God, this can't be real. Like, no, and, and literally, Javi, this boss fight is completely silent. There's no music in the back. The, the, the only, the audio you hear is just your, the sound effects. No, no music. And, dude, like, this game is so good with its music and music direction in terms mm. of like when it decides to play music and when it decides to not play music and just be eerie and silent. Like sometimes the silent does the silence does so much more than the music does, mm. you know what I mean? But you know, I think that with indie games and indie developers, when they have less to work with in terms of like visuals, for example, you may not say this is like a a a this isn't final fantasy 16 for example but uh, it like but because of that you can be so much more creative in every other aspect about this game like that's what really intrigues me about this game is the fact that you could that he could do that you could do shit like this like it's ridiculous like like the idea of having such a such an intense fight like that completely silent where you could outright have some of your main player, like main NPCs, die on you, is insane. It's actually like th- those, like especially music. Music kind of fills the the space. When there's no music, it builds tension. Especially when you know, when there's something that is unfamiliar to you. So when there's no when there's no audio, like it makes it feel more creepy, even more like tense. So when you see one of your one of your um, one of your party members like almost dying, you're like, like it, it gets your heart rate up. I bet, bro. I I, I could only imagine your heart rate like going no, through no. the roof. It gets it gets very eerie too. Like there's just so many moments in the game that like uh, the game doesn't say a lot to you. Do you know what I mean? Like it won't tell you a lot, even in storytelling. It's a lot for you to interpret. Oh, what is actually going on here? Or like yeah like what's actually happening here like oh my god just to give you an example i'm just gonna have some like some of the the summer love soundtrack playing in the back but uh just to give you an example there's a part in the game where Mm. 
you, there's like a construction site and then like again this is an area you don't have to go to you go to the bottom of the construction site and there's like a secret area you get there and you realize that there's these men like postured in a way to that that look like they're frozen in time like praising something they're like just like yeah. frozen praising something and you keep walking and you come across this house of more really? of more shirtless men holding <laughs> of holding up this like woman right uh-huh. and well it's not woman it's a it's a man that's a transvestite like dressed as a woman like a big beefy man dressed as a woman and they're holding yeah. they're holding up this man and he's mm. like oh sweet boy like what brings you to my house you better not go snooping around or anything like that right and you're just yeah. like whatever right so you just uh-huh. go into her his house and in his house bro it's so creepy there's no music there's mm. no furniture the furniture is the men that he has around frozen in in the shape of furniture like it's the men it's the men frozen as a chair it's the man frozen as a television set it's like a man frozen as a couch dude and then there's like a back room again very suggestive theme here there's a back room where you go inside and the music kind of changes like from silent to like almost silent and kind of creepy in the back and like a weird type of bell and then uh and there's just the only thing in that room is one singular shirtless man in the corner with his mouth wide open like his mouth is completely open like this like unhinged jaw type thing and he's just in the corner of the room and there's like and yeah he's like dead right and you can't talk to him or anything you can't talk to any of the people who are furniture it's it's so it's so wacko man like the game is wild and without telling you anything you can you can like understand what's happening in the scene oh yeah oh yeah 100%. but it but it's like they don't they don't tell it to you you know what i mean and there's so no, many that's the best part that's the best part dude like so many moments in this game are so dark and deep and you're like oh my god i cannot believe i'm playing through this right now but then it's like but it's like you don't want to stop you know it's like yeah it's just so morbid so crazy um I wanna I wanna show you one of the one of some of these other songs here because they're so they're so awesome honestly. Uh, I wanna play for you the the Dandy Boy song, the Dandy yeah. Boy. I'm gonna play this one now. Oh. While you while you're picking it up, I I need to know because you know like we we've talked about moments during this game, but like is there is there an actual story to this game? Is there like a like a like no, is no, there no, an no. objective no, for to sure this game? for sure for sure oh, okay okay. I, I just I kind of skirt around the conversation of the story for this game just because it's kind of hard to talk about it. I'll let play right now in the background, like the the playthrough part one, like from the beginning. And basically, yeah, yeah. it starts with you as a kid in this world, and like your friends are being bullied because they stole a ball from like basketball or whatever, and you decide, mm-hmm. oh, I stole the ball, so the kids beat you up instead. Right, mm-hmm. and then like your friends are like, "Oh, thanks, Brad." The main character's name is Brad, and then it kind of goes from there. You you walk home all beaten up, right? Because you saved your friend's life, you you saved your friends from getting beat up. You walk home super beat up, and all this shit, and all the townspeople are like, "Oh, Brad, they feel sorry for you." Your house is all the way at the edge of town, like behind all the other houses, super torn down. And then when you come in, your dad takes a side glance at you and he's like oh my useless son once again 
beat to shit coming through the front door, can't stand up for himself, and he throws a beer bottle at your head. No way. That's literally how the game begins. He throws a beer bottle at your head, and he's like, I'm not buying you another shirt. Go to bed, you worthless, like, piece of shit, or something like that. So you go to your room, and you, like, um, you go to your room, you go to bed, and you just cry yourself to bed. And that's how the game starts. That's the title screen, Lisa. It just plays right there. And then the game begins. I'm, it kind of flash forwards like 20 years. And now, now you're in the post-apocalyptic kind of world. You take some joy, which is the drug. And mm-hmm. this is when the baby kind of falls from the sky. You get the baby. You're like, oh, what's this baby doing here? There hasn't been a, ba- a baby in decades. You take it home, you realize it's a girl, so you and your buddies try and keep this girl safe because it's the last living girl on earth. For some reason, the the, the story is that there's this that there's a, this event that happened and it caused all the women and all the children in the world to go away or die. Something happened. But there's no more proper civilization. It's just men now. And so basically you and your buddies try and keep this girl alive by keeping her safe in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, then like the game kind of fast forwards and like you're raising the girl and stuff like that. And the girl wants to leave and go outside in an adventure, but you don't let her because she's the only girl and you don't know what's going to happen to her. Yeah. And you keep on taking drugs because Brad, the main character is dealing with his own trauma from being, uh, bullied a, as a kid. being bullied and abused by his dad as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he decides to stop taking the drug and things start to look up for him and the girl that he's taking care of. But then one day he has like a full relapse and that's when the game begins. When he has his full relapse is when the game begins. He's fucking, he's in the middle of nowhere. There's like joy on the floor around him and empty bottles because he just had a full relapse. And this is when he finds Terry in the, he finds Terry in the tree who's stuck in the tree because of the dog. You kill the dog. You make your way back to your village where, where the girl is, and you realize that someone took the girl. Your friends are dead or missing, and someone took the girl. So now you're on a mission to find the girl because you it's implied that you know what's going to happen to the girl. She's the yeah. last living girl on earth, and you're in a world where there's only men, and they're trying to take advantage of her and use her, obviously, yeah. to repopulate and all the shit but she's literally a child like she's literally like yeah i was like you can you can you can definitely uh come up with uh, a situation where she's not safe no yeah and and it's implied throughout the series what they're trying to do and what's gonna happen but there's also kind of um i'll say this there are a lot of twists in the story um mm-hmm. I, I don't even think I know of all of them. The game is not very linear in its st- storytelling. Um, you kind of feel like you're in the middle of a larger story being told. And that is the case. There is a larger story being told. And the protagonist that you are playing is just kind of... He got unlucky. Like, he's yeah. the protagonist because he got unlucky and these, these situations are happening to him. And yeah. it's, it's kind of... It's kind of what it seems like. Um, but yes, there is a story. I very much enjoyed it. It is a painful story. A very painful experience to play through. Of course. No, um, I, I, I can imagine. Do you, do you... How would you... Because you, you played a lot of games so far throughout the year. How would you rate it? 
would you recommend it to pretty much anybody? Like, who would you recommend this game In to? In terms, I would recommend this game to, honestly, like, many RPG fans. Like, if you're okay with adult suggestive themes, you know? If you're okay mm. with having, like, very mature themes in your game, and you're an RPG fan, then I would recommend it. Because that in itself, it is such, like, a twist on the RPG genre that that in yeah. itself, I feel like, is what grabbed me and what got me to fully complete the game, you know? Yeah. And then, aside from that, if you're just into indie developers and you like indie games and, like, pixel art is charming to you, I would recommend this to you as well. I don't think you need to be an RPG fan to enjoy this game because, spoiler alert, like, there's not really grinding. That I mean, there is, like, you... There are some ways to manipulate, like, grinding and getting some levels and stuff like that. Yeah, but then again, there's a level system in this game, right? Yes, but then again, there are many sacrifices that you have to take. There are many mm. moments in which you get robbed, mugged. Something happens to you. You lose all your items. Sometimes there's, sometimes there's no point in grinding because it's like you just wasted your time doing that for a part, that party member to die. You know, or like that party member to end up getting sacrificed or something, you know. Um, but obviously, I'm a huge RPG fan, so I did find ways to grind and level up in the game. There are yeah. there are there are ways to manipulate, obviously, the in-game mechanics and like the, the creator did put in a way for you to like get to like a higher level and stuff. But there really isn't a need for that. Like you really are playing this game as an experience yeah as like, this is more of an experience as like as opposed yeah. to like a mainstream kind of game like this feels like an experience like it's, it's very much an experience title yeah i do i hold on i do want to play this uh dandy boy song because this dandy boy song is so lit it's so it's so like unsettling uh, no, no, I'm gonna play this. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna play. I'm gonna play from the beginning again it's a very okay. unsettling song and it plays with a lot of uh like weird fights too so it start, starts off with this siren that's so off-putting, but then it goes into like such a nice beat. Bro, hear that 808, bro? Listen to this guy's <laughs> bass on this. No, bro, bro the, the beat is hard. Like, it's like... Bro, it's really funny. Like, go, go into your car, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this podcast, to this song. What is that bass? That's nuts. I no, bet it's, it's like, nice. If someone raps, please like come up with your come come up with a with a with some vocals for this. This is nuts. Yeah, yeah. So this is a song that plays in like boss fights, like a boss fight, like a weird boss fight will happen, and then this song starts playing. And it's like, what is going on right now? Like it really puts you in this mood of like, what is this chaotic mess that's happening? You know, like because that's really what it feels like. It just feels like a chaotic mess. And like, hold on, what's this other one? This other one I love. So this is my favorite song in the whole game, the the Which one, one that I said, work harder. Work and, harder. And it has like two buff men in the front. How do I show you that one? It's like a minute forty-five. What am I listening to, dog? Yeah, so it just has like these dudes just what? grunting in the back. And listen, this music literally plays in a gym in the game. Like it's it literally plays in a in a gym. Good lord! <laughs> but it's, like, it's like honestly God a badass beat. Bro, this is wild, dude. 
Like, I, I, man, I'm gonna have to throw down money for this game. No, it goes crazy, man. No, I'm listening to it. No, I know. I, 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 I'm. I well, at least for myself, I'm sold on this game. Like, I, I'm sold. I don't know if I'm sold on the idea that I'm going to feel like, like this game's gonna put me through an emotional roller coaster of a, of a ride. No, playing you, this game, you really have to experience it yourself. You really, really yeah. do. It, it's it's like wa watching a walkthrough or a gameplay of it. It's not the same as really playing it because when you play it and see the scenes happen in front of you, and then you have to make these decisions and these sacrifices, and the music is playing, and it, it's just such a mess. It's such a roller coaster, honestly. And there's so little downtime. There's so little. There's so little downtime where things aren't happening, you know, which is yeah. so opposite of a JRPG. Or most RPGs where you feel like you have all this time to yourself to collect yourself, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like this here. It doesn't it, like it just doesn't feel like that, you know. Um. But yeah, well, I don't know how much else I can talk about this game. I, I was just about to say, it's like in closing, do you have anything that you want to say about this game? Do you uh, do you want to recommend like? Well, you already recommended to a couple to to the people at least for people that are RPG yeah, fans, yeah. like people that you know really love the this genre. I say go for it. I'm gonna be picking up this game as well. Uh, this game looks and feels super unique and different. I think this game is going to be uh, a sleeper hit for for a good majority of all of us who play these types of games because it's it's not like a mainstream game. This is not like. This is a hidden gem. This is for sure a hidden gem. Guaranteed, people are gonna go look back on this game throughout throughout this year and be like, "What in God's creation?" I I give this a nine out of ten, easy. Nine out of ten, easy. Yeah. Easy nine out of ten. Easy nine out of ten. No, I really do. It was no. Listen, it's it's not very often. I you know I'm a huge video game fan, a huge RPG fan, and it's not every day that a game grabs me so well that I want to like beat it as fast as i can like i wanted to beat this game and i wanted to see the ending because it, it was that intriguing to me i do want to say before we go that the definitive edition of this game comes with a companion game called lisa the joyful that is uh a c um i am now learning about this stuff because i'm now invested in the series but lisa the joyful is a companion game that is seen as a prequel to lisa the painful it does continue the story. I have yet to play it, so I can't say I can't say my two cents on it yet. But I am gonna play it. But there is also a third title that came out way before Lisa the Painful called Lisa the First, which started this whole mess of games. Um, that game is absolutely free. It's on RPG. It, it's on RPG Maker, which is like has a free oh client. And you can freely download um, Lisa the First. And it's not so much as a game as it is like kind of like an adventure experience. Again, it you know it, it starts this whole process of like stuff happening to you rather than you playing the game. Mm. And Lisa the First plays more like like you're just it, it follows actually Lisa. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume so. Lisa the Painful. Um, you really don't see Lisa that much in this game. Um, it, it's very. It, it can be a very cryptic story, but that is exactly why I'm so invested in it now. Because it was so cryptic in its storytelling, and because its world building was so creative, 
that I have now gone back and played Lisa the First. I finished Lisa the Painful, and now I'm, I want to play Lisa the Joyful, and I'm very excited to see where the story well, takes place and what other twists and turns I have in, ahead of me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, for anybody who, who's interested in buying Lisa the Painful or Lisa the Joyful, Lisa the Painful uh, is 19... Uh, the definitive edition on Nintendo Switch is 19.99. For Lisa the Joyful, the definitive edition is going to be 9.99. So, like, in total, it would be 30 bucks. But if you get the definitive edition, it's going to have... Uh, like it, there's there's a double pack edition where it's 25 bucks and you get Lisa the Painful and Lisa the Joyful. I say for anybody who's interested in the, this game, I say pick this game up because this game looks and feels incredible. Just listening to it from Chris's perspective is is it, I, I mean I'm 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 kind of sold on it. I'm kind of sold on it. You're talking about a nine out of ten game for this? <laughs> like it's outrageous. Like that's nuts. Like what? No, it's just like, because it really it really did pull me in. It really did grab me. Well, guys, this has been the Not For Normies podcast or the Not For Normies gamecast. Thank you for listening uh, to me. You. Thank you for listening to me rant. I know I can kind of go kind of crazy with how passionate I am about the game. And I can go off riff with it. But that's because I really do want to tell you guys that it was an enjoyable experience, you know? Yeah. But, and, we'll uh, doing more of these, and we'll be doing more of these uh in the future we're going to be doing a lot more games casts in the future we're going to be pick, uh let us know actually in the comments below uh if you're on youtube what game you would like us to play uh i'm I, i'll probably be going up next uh in terms of uh my my games cast so i'll be playing uh something in the works at least this week this this upcoming week to give you guys something for next week um so yeah. let me know down in the comments what you want to see uh, for people who are on Spotify, thank you for listening to us. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Chris, for giving us your insight on the game. Because you know, without you, we wouldn't have any idea about this game. Because honestly, you like you were the one that brought it to brought it to my attention when yeah. we first talked about it. Like I, I had no idea about this game. So listening to it, it's like it mean like it's opened my eyes to see what you know what what's out there as far as like these indie games. Like it's nuts. Like this yeah, game is yeah. wild. I'm I'm super pumped. I'm super yeah, yeah. pumped for this. Guys, please give your feedback. I I really want to know what you guys think about this. Like, what what are we calling this? This deep dive? This uh game discussion? What are we calling this? Uh, how about uh, I don't know. Call it, <laughs> let's, let's do deep. Let's do deep dive. Let's do deep dive. <laughs> we'll go with deep dive for now. But but please let us know what you think about this first episode. Uh, and uh, thank well, you for watching, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. This has been the Not for Normies podcast. Uh. Have a great day, and until next time, have a good one. Have a good one. Later. Safe.